0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
1: Here is your host, Rob Carson. The Newsmax Daily, wrapping up its seventh week of existence and growing dramatically. And we even have our own jingle. Isn't that cool? All right. Thanks to my friend Dave Campbell in Chicago for doing that. He is absolutely awesome. One of the most amazing radio imaging guys in the history of mankind. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I was just saying that if today's show prep were a high-capacity magazine, Joe Biden would try to limit it because it's loaded. I'm locked and loaded today. I've been in the studio since way, way, way early. I got up at 530. That's about the time I wake up. Head got in the studio and literally in the studio for four five hours and uh am ready to throw down a great show for you, okay? By the way, download the Newsmax app if you can. This weekend, it's free. A lot of great shows on Newsmax. If you want to know where that is, just go to NewsmaxTV.com. You can see where my show, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World, and it runs uh, this weekend. And it's uh, actually a humorous look at the uh, week's events, and I think you'll really get a kick out of it. It's like Greg Gutfeld, but likable. Um, anyway... <laughs> Nothing against Greg. He's all right. He's a pretty good guy. Oh, oh, it's Birthing Persons Weekend, by the way. It's Sunday is Birthing Persons Day. I'm going to get to that in a minute because, honestly, the left is trying to change a lot of things and take a lot of things away, but you're not taking away the word mother, okay? I don't care if mom, if the person in the chair in the delivery room is got a beard and uh, claims to be a man. Uh, I hate to tell if you're pushing the baby out, you're a a mom. Enough, 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 enough with this crap. So we'll get into that here in just a couple of moments. That's literally what they're trying to do is they're trying to call it birthing person. They're trying to get rid of uh, mothers and call them birthing persons. (laughs) It's just, no, that's it. I mean, that's it. Not going to happen. Quite simply, not going to happen. It's absurd and it's just not going to happen. You got to put your foot down. I think a lot of people are. Oh, by the way, uh, President uh, Biden visited storm-battered Louisiana to tout $4 billion in infrastructure. Storm-battered? When the hell did a storm happen? The headline is storm-battered Louisiana. When, when did Louisiana get hit uh, by, a, by a storm? It's like saying uh, uh, President Biden flew into tornado-ravaged Kansas today. Well, we haven't had a tornado in years. Well, it, that caused any real damage. This <laughs> is unreal. So he spoke in front of the uh, Lake Charles. There's a 70-year-old bridge that's uh, 20 years older than the intended lifespan. And Joe Biden said, for the last 50 years, uh, our infrastructure has been crumbling. And I like to say, well, for the last 50 years, you've been in Washington, D.C., doofus. Why haven't you done anything about it? Honestly, Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. so long that the bad policies that he claims and the bad things that have happened in the country or going on in the country have all happened under his watch. So what do you suppose the chances are he's going to be able to fix them? How about nothing? No, not at all. Here he is uh, touting. Now, this isn't in Lake Charles. This is at the White House. Um, here he is touting the, the, the big uh, family plan program that he's doing with the trillions and trillions of dollars of spending. And there, very little of it goes to uh, infrastructure. Here he is actually claiming. And by the way, we've heard that infrastructure is everything from childcare to whatever. Right. But it's it's absurd, uh, ridiculous. The American Jobs Plan, the American Families Plan, all of this stuff. And uh, you know they talk about uh, all this the infrastructure, but it's very little of it. But yesterday he's saying, no, 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 no. I was I was wrong. No, it's uh, infrastructure is all about roads and bridges.
2: And the proposals that I'm suggesting are tried and true things. Like when you rebuild bridges, things get better. When you rebuild highways,
1: all from the 1930s, kids.
2: When you don't have to, uh, uh, you know, you, uh, airports, ports, it all matters. It increases productivity.
1: Yeah, okay, by the way, um, I live in the Kansas City area right now. Uh, they're building a new airport. It's already done deal. They've already allocated the funds. They're actually making the airlines pay for it, okay? So, uh, nonsense. We don't need the federal government to build schools. We don't need the federal government to build airports. Uh, we need the federal government to do a bunch of other things, like interstate highway system, fine. But even then, you've got, you've got states that have uh, gas taxes. You've got a federal gas tax for all that stuff. Nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. And it's, it's about creating work, not creating jobs. This is Rooseveltian economics. This is all that the Democrats have in their quiver. That's it. Rooseveltian economics, where you take a bunch of money, you dig a hole, then you fill the hole in. And you do that all day, and you get minimum wage, which is now $15 an hour for federal employees. And congratulations, you've got work. But you don't have a job. You would think that the president would know by now. But no, but Democrats never learn. They never learn. Uh, By the way, yesterday, the National Day of Prayer, the president made some remarks about it yesterday and failed to mention the word God. (laughs) He uh, he referenced uh, Americans' many religions and belief systems and the power of prayer. Throughout our history, Americans of many... Well, this is Joe Biden. Throughout our history... Oh, corn pop! Americans of uh, many religions and belief systems. When do we get Jello? Uh, anyway, he says uh, many of uh, religions and belief systems have turned to prayer for strength, hope, and guidance. Biden's proclamation began. Prayer has nourished countless souls and powered moral movements, in, including essential fights. Blah, blah 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 blah. Who cares? He didn't say God. President Trump said God five times in 2017, five times in 2018, seven times in 2019, and 11 times in 2020. This is like baseball stats, (laughs) you know. It's like uh, uh, instead of instead of RBIs, it's like RGIs, you know. How (laughs) many times back in 2020, Donald Trump said uh, God 11 times in the bottom of the seventh, the bottom of the no, the bottom of the first term actually, the bottom of the first term. He said. God, you know, seven times, 11 times in that, uh, you're like, yeah, it's just like baseball stats. See, I can never do, I can never do sports talk. It's just, I mean, I would go insane with all of the uh, statistics. Honestly, who really cares? Uh, some of it, it just gets it's such minutiae. It's like, uh, you know, how many bowel movements did uh, this pitcher have in uh, Wednesday of November 1999? Uh, Joe Biden has received the least negative news coverage from the established media of any president in the last 30 years. Shut the front door. No way. Really? Really? Biden's ranking compared by the uh, Washington Examiner is well below former President Bill Clinton's 28%. George Bush's 28%. This is negative. Barack Obama's 20%. Donald Trump, you want to know what Donald Trump's negative uh, <laughs> negative news coverage was uh, so far in this by this time in the uh, presidency? Sixty two percent. I'm not even going to say the obvious, you know, duh. <laughs> Besides disclosing Biden's limited amount of negative news coverage, the study also revealed Biden's least covered topic was his political skills, while his most covered topic was the economy, which, by the way, is not doing very well because the unemployment rate ticked up quite dramatically. I'll tell you that in a second. The study analyzed radio websites, national newspaper websites, cable and network broadcasts. Uh, there you go. So it looks like pretty much the media's in the tank for Joe Biden. Not a big surprise. Duh. The unemployment rate has uh, has increases. The numbers are way worse than expected. Now, how do we get the unemployment rate to drop dramatically? It's really easy. Really easy. Open up frickin' businesses. How about that? And tell people like Ron DeSantis is in Florida, if you're going to be on unemployment, you've got to actively seek work. We need to see this. And then, at the end of so many weeks... Your unemployment is going to end, so you better have a job. Next week, we could have 800,000 new employees. Right now, people are, are itching to work, but there are so many businesses that are still closed in idiotic Democrat states. They're not doing it. Hiring was a huge letdown, according to CNBC, with non-farm pay- payrolls increasing by a much less than expected, 266,000. It's so easy to create jobs right now. It would be so easy to create jobs right now. And government is going to do it. And government will remove the barriers. And businesses creates it. It's a very simple thing. And if you are an econ- economist and you are a Democrat and you you can't see this, honestly, you wasted a ton of money on your education. Unemployment rate went to six point one percent amid an escalating shortage of available workers. No, there's plenty of them. They just don't want to go back to work because you are getting unemployment. They're getting fourteen hundred dollars a week. Some of them. Dow Jones estimated uh, estimates had been for one million new jobs. And an unemployment rate of 5.8%. Well, we're in 266,000 jobs, which is like, well, you're not even close. Bloomberg says the numbers are out. And uh, on the top line, they are way worse than expected. Something seems very off. I look at that every day. I see Joe Biden standing behind a podium. There you go. So let's talk about birthing people's day on Sunday. That's the new thing. You know they're changing everything. It's no longer a Democrat or a liberal. You are now progressive, and it's not a it's not abortion. It's choice, and you know you could keep going on. They're trying to change, and you can't say illegal alien anymore. I'm going to keep saying it though. Illegal alien. Now it's uh, migratory needs person. I don't know what they're calling it now. You never know. They just change uh, change the words every other day. So you can't say those things. And now, and honestly, I want to say to Mary and to other people who are um, uh, tuned in right now. How would you feel if your kid called you a birthing person instead of a mother? I am proud of my title as a father. What am I? If a mother is a birthing person, what is a father? A sperming person? I mean, what do you, (laughs) what, really? Really? You know? A honeydew list performer. How about that? That's a good idea for a dad, dad, honeydew list performer. For when, when your dad, when you're a dad and you're a new dad and you got little kids, uh, you are a circus ride or giant toy. That's what you are with the kids. So, you know, you are you you are a faux pony ride giver, you know, whatever. So I guess if it's gonna be a birthing person, then I'm we're sperming people, is what it is, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. So here is uh, this is Corey Bush. She's a nutcase. She's out of uh, she's out of St. Louis. She's talking about her uh, experiences as a black woman being pregnant and all this stuff. And uh, she used the word birthing person as she was testifying in front of uh, in front of Congress.
3: St. Louis, and I thank you, Chairwoman Maloney, and uh, Congresswoman Kelly for your. There's a reason
1: why St. Louis is the number six most deadly city in the world. Right now, it is. St. Louis. It's because of buffoons like this Democrat. This
3: all-important hearing, it is an honor to join my sisters in service, Congresswoman.
1: Wait a minute, she said sisters. Sisters, don't you mean
3: colleagues? I don't even know what to call So, What's another word for sister? Congresswoman Presley, Underwood, and Adams as part of today's panel. I sit here before you as a mother, a single mother. Oh, she said mother. Of two. Zion, my eldest child, was born at 23 weeks gestation versus what is considered a normal pregnancy at 40 weeks. When I was early in my pregnancy with him, I didn't think that there could even be a possibility that there could be a complication. I became sick during my pregnancy. I had hyperemesis gravidarum, which was uh, severe nausea and vomiting. I was constantly throwing up for the first four months of my pregnancy. Around five months, I went to see my doctor for a a routine prenatal visit, mm-hmm. as I was sitting in the doctor's office, I noticed a picture on the wall that said, if you feel like something is wrong, something is wrong. Tell your doctor. Okay. I felt like something was wrong, so I... say so
1: birthing person.
3: That's what I did. I told my doctor. I told her that I was having severe pains, and she said, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go home, mm-hmm. and I'll see you next time. So that's what I did. I went home. One week later, I went into preterm labor. At 23 weeks, my son was born. One pound, three ounces. His ears were still in his head. His eyes were still fused shut. His fingers were small.
1: And at this point, at Planned Parenthood, he was still a choice.
3: Then rice and his skin was translucent, a black baby. Translucent skin. You could see his lungs. He could fit within the palm of my hand. He was, we were told he had a 0% chance of life.
1: Again, he's just a choice.
3: The chief of neonatal surgery happened to be in the hospital that morning and saw my case on the surgical board, and she decided to try to resuscitate him. It worked.
1: Planned Parenthood would have just put him in another room to die peacefully.
3: For the first month of his life, Zion was on the ventilator fighting to live. For four months, he was in the neonatal care unit. The doctor who delivered my son apologized. She said, you were right. He was going to abort. Trying to abort. find where she
1: says birthing I said, person. no, you
3: have to do something. But he was adamant. And he said, just go home. Let it abort. You can get pregnant again because that's what you people do.
1: My okay, so here's the uh, mega mix of birthing people. Apparently she did say it. I, I was told that that in she, said birth, she did say birthing person. And to show you that, the
4: media said it.
3: We have not created an infrastructure to support birthing people. As we go into
4: Mother's Day weekend, let us recommit our efforts and support to ensure that every
3: birthing person across this nation is empowered and feels safe. We have not created an infrastructure to support birthing people.
5: All pregnant and birthing people deserve to be treated with
4: love. Birthing while black should not be a death sentence.
3: By the way, Cory Bush said every day black
1: birthing people and our babies die Because our doctors don't believe our pain. There you go.
6: Okay.
4: Health equity for black birthing people is attainable.
6: Mothers and babies and black birthing people are important.
1: Who the heck is selling these people a bill of goods that you would say birthing? Who came up with this idiotic idea? Dear
3: Lord. Desperately need long term fixes to support the health care needs of black women and birthing people. The most marginalized. Black and Indigenous birthing people. To systemic black Indigenous birthing people. Please
4: shift the way we approach health care for birthing people of color.
3: <laughs> and respectful of Black women and birthing people. The maternal mortality crisis among Black birthing people in the United States. Black birthing people. And birthing people. For
4: birthing people. Black birthing people. And our Black birthing persons. For
3: all birthing persons in Louisiana.
4: That birthing people want
3: doulas and midwives. And support for birthing people.
4: During the postpartum period,
3: there are not enough black workers of color leaving black birthing people with limited autonomy or opportunity to receive racially concordant care, protect black birthing people and to save lives.
1: Wow. Black birthing people matter, I guess. That's just insane. That really is. I mean, that is just truly insane and that somebody would take that talking point and run with it and not be embarrassed by it and not be embarrassed to say you should be embarrassed to say that. If you say a birthing person instead of a mother in the delivery room, honestly, you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. These people should say, God, you're stupid. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to want people to call me an inseminating person. Hello, I'm an inseminating person. Happy Inseminating Person's Day. Ha, ha, ha. Here's a tie. Thank you, inseminating person. I greatly appreciated that you inseminated my birthing person. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Yes, thank you. Unbelievable. Here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She says she's a Planned Parenthood baby. Now, by the way, Planned Parenthood, pretty much all they do is abortions. That's pretty much all they do. And the reason why they do it is because Margaret Sanger came up with the organization. And Margaret Sanger was a virulent racist. And she also, by the way, was a eugenist, so she wanted uh, you know kids with Down syndrome to be killed, which, by the way, um, that's the reason why you're asked when your when you're birthing person is uh, pregnant and you, as the incriminating person, you're, you're asked, do you want a Down syndrome test? And my wife and I said, no. Are you sure you don't want a Down syndrome test? We said, no. Why not? Because, you see, the reason why you ask for a Down syndrome test is to give the person the choice if they want to kill the baby before it's born. So we didn't even want to know if we were going to have a a, a a glorious Down syndrome baby. Then we would have a glorious Down syndrome baby. They're trying to eliminate people with Down syndrome. They really are. I mean, this is a they worldwide. This is a massive Holocaust that's happening right now, where they are being aborted out of existence. You didn't know that, did you? Mm-mm, no, no. But there are a couple states right now that are saying, nope, you cannot abort the baby just because it's going to have Down syndrome. It's not fair to the baby and the group of people who are Down syndrome people, who, by the way, are happier than you and I will ever be. Thought you should know. So anyway, here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, and yes, 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 yes. And if you ever look at the address on a Planned Parenthood, they're usually in minority neighborhoods. Shh. Planned Parenthoods are never in upscale, white, cul-de-sac neighborhoods. They're always on streets named after people like Malcolm X. If it says Martin Luther King Jr. Street, there's a good chance there's a Planned Parenthood on it. Don't tell anybody. All right, so here is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying that she's a Planned Parenthood baby.
5: Natal care from Planned Parenthood.
1: Again, when we hear her voice, IQ points start to drop. So if I start to fade a little, I will come back. I will come back. Just hang in there with me.
5: When she was pregnant with me. And so if we're concerned about life, we don't get to talk about anyone else who's not concerned about the... One
1: plus one equals giraffe.
5: ...spectrum of that when we are upholding policies that kill people. Fight the
1: stupid! Now, it's kind of interesting that if she were really a Planned Parenthood baby, uh, her tissues would have already been used in experiments. So that would have been a little different. Or she might have, been, you know, be in a landfill right now, in a, in a medical waste bag. Just saying. I'm just saying. I don't want to do graphic here. But if you're a Planned Parenthood baby, that's generally where you're going to end up. It's not going to be in Congress. It's just, you know, tell you right now. Keisha didn't know I'm pro-life. Yeah. Do you want to know why I'm pro-life? Because I was adopted. You want to know why else? I found out that I was the product of a sexual assault to my mother who I never met, but I know who she is. I thank her for not choosing to go to Planned Parenthood. There you go. All right, let's move on. Oh, Jen Psaki admitted Thursday that uh, the Biden team tells President Joe Biden to avoid questions, <laughs> answering impromptu questions. Uh, and she was on the Axe Files with David Axelrod, which is most probably a really, really insufferable podcast. But here she is talking about they encourage the president not to take impromptu questions. They're
4: I'm never going to satisfy the White House press corps and their desires for access. And I think there have been mistakes made in the past of trying to do that. You, Even
1: in a casual conversation, she
0: up-talks.
4: do a press conference you know, every other week or once. Yeah. A week. That doesn't satisfy them. They're going to push for more. That's their job. What we've tried to do, which has also been maddening, I know for the press corps at times, is kind of not get pulled in by distraction. He likes the press corps and likes that back and forth and that engagement. No, he doesn't. But what we've tried to do in general, and thinking about how we use his time, is really think about what the public cares about, right? The public cares about the pandemic.
1: And what what kind of ice cream is Joe Biden's favorite?
4: The economy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they pretty much limit uh, the number of questions that Joe Biden can answer, and it's mostly because he's completely incoherent when he's off script. That's pretty much, that is pretty much why. That's, that's really all it is. <laughs> A Democrat is claiming that Joe Biden is making migrant camps look empty by moving unaccompanied children t- into tents next door, which is really, really, really North Korean. Really, really, really North Korean. It's like moving the concentration camp, uh, you know, the people into the, uh, the buildings so you can't see them out in the workyard. It's just it's really, really. I mean, this is really bad. Henry Cuellar. Said the administration is moving kids from one tent to another and then taking pictures of the empty tent. That is unbelievably communistic. Here is a little bit, and actually. Are you ready for this? You ready for who did the
2: report on this? NBC Nightly News. Oh, my God, could you believe it? This is new video provided by Customs and Border Protection from inside the makeshift processing facility in Donna, Texas. It's much less crowded than it was months ago.
1: Yeah, the the images provided by the Border Protection.
2: (laughs) Those are those who provided. The government is providing the photos. And now officials say children are being kept here for an average of 24 hours, much less than before. But a Texas congressman, a Democrat who'd previously leaked these photos of packed conditions at the facility in March, says the claim that the problem is under control is misleading. What they're doing now is they're moving the kids from the Border Patrol tents over to next door to the HSS.
1: Hey, kids, we got free gummy bears in tent number three. Everybody go. Facility. All right, take the picture now. Without due respect, it's all a show
2: game. The number of unaccompanied migrant children in Border Patrol custody has dropped dramatically to around 700, but the number with the Department of Health and Human Services has soared to almost 22,000.
7: A plan takes time, and especially so... Oh, uh,
1: their secretary, Mayorkas, a completely
7: unlikable liar. Oh, because we had to rebuild an entire system that was dismantled.
1: Yeah, yeah it was dismantled because we had to cut to illegal injuries into, by 85% when Donald Trump was the president, so we didn't need them.
2: Still, at the border, the current surge is stretching not just federal, but state and local law enforcement agencies to their limits.
1: Which would mean that if you are going to cancel with 94 executive orders, all of the things that kept people from coming here illegally, if you're going to cancel it, you might want to make sure that you have the ability to uh, process these people and house them and feed them. But so so actually the whole the whole
2: onus is on you, my friend. It's all on you. A little bit more from NBC News. Officials say 160,000 unaccompanied children are expected to cross the border this year, shattering the previous record. One woman told us the two-month journey from Honduras was hard. And that she and others came here because they'd lost everything everything during two massive hurricanes last year why is it that people in florida
1: or the storm ravaged louisiana when a hurricane hits why don't they just pick up and go to honduras you know honestly son of a gun we got hit by another uh, hurricane i think we uh, we better go to mexico yeah uh-huh sure
0: if you just toured that border patrol processing facility what struck you the most
2: Lester, it was not chaotic, but still very busy. There are more than 800 migrants here that is still over COVID capacity. And last month, this facility alone cost more than $19 million to operate.
1: Wow. I need to get into the sheltering illegals business because I could put them up in a hotel for like $39 a night if the night's in. Or, you know, just a decent, you know, even at one of those days in. You know, you can get one like 60 bucks a night. Seriously. And you get, and you get the continental breakfast. And the continent just happens to be North America. (laughs) Okay. Former Acting Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Mark Morgan says President Biden and the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, are turning the United States into a sanctuary country for illegal aliens. Duh. Forget sanctuary cities. This administration is rapidly, rapidly turning the U.S. into a sanctuary country. This is true. The massive reduction of deportations have been driven by Biden's sanctuary country orders that prevent ICE agents from deporting nine in ten illegals uh, with restrictions that ensure only recently convicted aggravated felons, terrorists and known gang members are eligible for deportation. It is a pickup from the Obama administration strategy. I said this when Barack Obama was the president. Their strategy is clear in strong policies that we're stopping illegal immigration process, release any illegal, uh, many illegal aliens at the border as quickly as possible. Then remove ICE authority to deport these individuals once they're in the country. It's policy. Told you. Told you. So they've got a vote count going on in Arizona and it's very open. It's got you can actually literally watch it uh, happening on television. They have a, a group. It's um, it's like uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the organization. It's uh, voting ninjas or I don't know what. Anyway, it's, it's a it's a private organization, and they've got people there, and you could literally watch them counting votes. Unlike they did in Philadelphia, where they actually put up cardboard on the on the uh, uh, the window, so conservative watchdogs couldn't watch it. Okay, so they've got this going on, and in the the Democrat Party sent 106 lawyers there. Uh, Cyber Ninjas, that's the name of the company that's uh, that's working this. So uh, they're recounting the ballots from 2020 at Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix. And so uh, the Secretary of State of the state of Arizona with their yesterday would not answer questions. They're doing everything they can to stop this. Kelly Ward, Dr. Kelly Ward is ahead head of the GOP in the state of Arizona. Here she is talking about what's going on and the attacks they are taking from Democrats to stop counting the vote.
8: Time for America's Audit Update from the Republican Party of Arizona. I'm your chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. Now, I know everyone has been chomping at the bit for our next update, and I apologize for the delay. Some of you may not know this, but I am a physician, and I've been seeing patients all morning. We do have some ominous developments to report today, though, as the...
1: She's Dr. Kelly Ward. She's really a doctor, unlike uh, Jill Biden.
8: Forensic audit in Maricopa County is under what is probably... The most serious assault by the Democrats to date. Now, when I mentioned over the last few days that no good would come from allowing Secretary of State Katie Hobbs and her so-called representatives of, onto the audit floor to observe the process. Why
1: are they fighting it? They said this is the cleanest election, the most pristine election in the history of the country, yet they're trying to end the filibuster to change it. They're trying to pass HR1 to change it. They're sending lawyers to all of these states that are challenging and wanting to recount the votes.
8: Yes, I meant it. And now we know.
1: The answer is obvious.
8: Why? We reported here that Hobbs didn't send officials from her office to observe the audit, as you might expect. She sent attorneys from well-known partisan attack groups like the Brennan Center and Project Democracy to do her bidding while posing as representatives of Arizona voters. It's even been said she sent in people who claimed to be from the press. It's nothing but a Democrat ruse. They've been trying to set a trap.
1: They literally are sending people in undisguised, lying about who they are to infiltrate the count.
8: All along, because after failing in state court, they cry out for unconstitutional federal meddling that they hope could very possibly put an end to this audit. Hobbs is now conniving with Biden's Department of Justice and its Civil Rights Division to attempt to bring federal monitors into Arizona or to possibly take legal off action legal action against this audit. Hobbs has sent a laundry list of complaints, the same lies, the same wild accusations that were heard and dismissed out of hand by our courts in Arizona to the Arizona Senate.
1: Now, let me explain to you. The... Uh... What they're trying to do is they're trying to claim that this recount is racist and will stop people from voting. Um, The vote already counted. They're counting the votes. (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious about this. Deputy Assistant Attorney General General uh, uh, Pamela Carlin said the Senate contractors' plans to directly contact voters could amount to illegal voter intimidation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Past experience with similar investigative efforts around the country has raised concerns that they can be directed at minority voters, which potentially can implicate the anti-intimidation prohibitions of the Voting Rights Act. Such investigative efforts, like counting the vote, uh, can have significant intimidating effect on qualified voters that can deter them from seeking to vote in the future. So the election's already over. They're trying to verify the election, count the ballots. And because of that, they are intimidating minority voters. (laughs) I can't make this up. Here is uh, Steve Bannon's war room. He was talking to uh, Representative Elis Stefanik about what's going on in Arizona.
9: What is your thoughts of what's going on since the Senate of the state of Arizona has passed this and has said we need to have this done to get to the bottom of it? What is your what are your thoughts about what's going on in Arizona?
10: I fully support the audit in Arizona. We want transparency and answers for the American people. What are the Democrats so afraid of? Uh, The voters in Arizona and the state Senate in Arizona, pursued this audit. I fully support it. Transparency is a good thing. We need to fix these election security issues going into the future. And it's not just Arizona. You don't have to look further than just next door to my district. In a neighboring district, there was a congressional race that took months to determine the outcome. And when it was put under a microscope, there were major, major issues, Uh, ballots that were mislabeled, the judge was beside himself about many of the mistakes that were made in the absentee ballot process. So having a closer oh,
1: they weren't look, mistakes.
10: look and a magnifying glass is incredibly important. So I fully support the audit. I think it's shameful uh, that Democrats are not allowing this audit. Again, what are they so afraid of? The American people deserve transparency and answers. And we want to be able to fix and strengthen our election security and election integrity. Well, you're,
1: you're white supremacist racist. <laughs> Come on. I mean, honestly, seriously, don't you have a cross burning to go to? or a white supremacist, racist person who wants to count the votes and make sure that they're all legitimate? I mean, come on. That's what Democrats say anyway.
4: Wake
1: up. So a frequent guest on uh, Newsmax, or at least recently, uh, Glenn Lowry is an Ivy League professor um, who is taking on this uh, 1619 project and critical race theory. Uh, he is a black man. And uh, and he is very, um, very concerned. He is, um, I guess, uh, Columbia University. Uh, He was on Greg Kelly show the other night. And uh, this is actually not on the Greg Kelly show, but him talking about how they are teaching uh, kids to just focus on racial identity, race politics, and not education.
7: To teach young people that they are this is is criminal, in my opinion. He was
1: pointing at his face, which just happens to be black.
7: Okay. Where to challenge them? They come in telling me that they're this or that that they're genitalia. That's how they get. There.
1: They come in with all their pronouns that they need and all the boxes that they've checked. That's what they're doing now.
7: To me, at eighteen years old, they think they are these things. They haven't read anything. They haven't been anywhere. They <laughs> haven't done anything. Nope. I'm a teacher. My job is not to reaffirm them in their preconceptions.
1: It's to and their arrogance and the fact that they've been there and, and they've gotten their, their little uh, trophies for everything. And they decide to identify as the opposite sex when they're six and mommy and daddy go,
7: OK, no problem. Challenged them to outgrow the, their preconceptions. So when as a, I, the first point was point. In other words, you need to grow up. About the intellectual mission of the university in terms of knowledge production and the deliberation over questions, important questions of understanding about social life. But my second point is the pedagogic trust that we have. We entrusted to shepherd uh, young minds into their maturity and to to, to jump on a bandwagon and to fill their heads with slogans rather than challenging them with the best that human beings of any color have thought through the ages is a criminal abdication. Yes,
1: it is. It's basically, as an educator, It is abdicating what you're supposed to do, which is to teach children. And this is going on all over the country. And people are finally starting to uh, speak out. I've got a woman named Azri Nomani. She spoke in the uh, Loudoun County School Board a couple days ago. And Loudoun County is in Virginia near Washington, D.C. And they are all about critical race theory. Uh, They just found a giant race questionnaire to parents everywhere. Uh, and it didn't focus anything on education. All it focused on was race. And it's ridiculous. 1619 Project teaches black kids that they can't do anything because the country is institutionally racist. Despite the history of the greatest names, some of the greatest names in all of all time in history, being black and living in the United States of America and getting past some massive barriers that this generation couldn't even fathom. And then it's also taught to hate white kids. Hate white kids because they are white kids. And I find this incredibly insulting because I have two white kids and they, all of their friends are uh, minorities mostly. And so this is all being made up by Karens, by intellectuals, by uh, cul-de-sac dwelling liberal uh, elite women, which is, you know, the, they're the same people who changed the Washington Redskins name to the Washington football team, And now they have the, all of this white guilt, all of this white guilt, and they need to uh, flagellate themselves Here is Joy Reid making fun of the 1619 Project.
3: Some parents who are opposed to critical race theory as new curriculum aren't too pleased.
1: Making fun of parents who object to it, I should say.
3: Just because I do not want
8: critical race theory taught to my children in school does not mean that I'm a racist, damn it.
1: Now listen to Joy Reid's response. Ready?
7: (laughs) It actually does.
1: No, it doesn't, Joy. You're the biggest racist in the history of television. It does not mean that if you disagree... Of course, what she do is just a metaphor for if you disagree with anything she says, it's racist.
7: I mean, and that's... This thing.
1: is the John Bachman show, by the way. I mean,
7: there were once, once upon a time, T.W., so many people were scared of even being called a racist. You had to defend yourself. It's almost like a death sentence. But Joy Reid's laughing there, and I mean, I think what she's done is, is kind of exposed the insanity of this calling everyone racist just for you know opposing these types of policies john you're exactly right it is insane and i you know the way she mocks that mom you know very condescending
6: well john you're exactly right let's talk about what critical race theory is first of all it's rooted in marxism right it's this idea based on racist beliefs that you are either the oppressed by the
1: way this is tw shannon he is a former oklahoma house speaker
6: or you are the oppressor, and it's based all on your skin color, right? CRT is essentially state-sponsored racism. I mean, but it's nothing new, right? The left has been saying for years that if you don't support their radical agenda, you're a racist, or if you look like me or Paris, you're a far worse racial epitaph, right? But Joe Biden has said himself that if you didn't vote for him, you're not even black. So I just like to say this <laughs> to my fellow conservatives opposing racial, you know, racist ideas and radical agendas. That doesn't make you a racist. Standing up for what you believe, that doesn't make you a racist. And I'm afraid, I'm sad that I even have to say this, but being white does not make you a racist. What makes you a racist is assuming that you know who I am or you can define who I am just based on my color.
1: There you go. Well, he he, he actually said that white people aren't racist just because they're white. That's just crazy, crazy talk, according to Joy Reid. Yeah, yeah. Well, people are having enough of this nonsense. Um, They are tired of uh, uh, all of this garbage in school. They're tired of not only teachers' unions uh, promoting the, the, the 1619 Project, which, by the way, is being canceled in states around the country. Check this out. Let me see. Idaho, they got rid of that. Anything that forces students to affirm, adopt, or adhere to any teaching that professes that any particular race is inherently superior or inferior or inherently responsible for actions committed in the past. Great. Tennessee did the same thing. Oklahoma just did that, by the way. Similar legislation has been introduced in states such as Texas, Arizona, and Arkansas, and it's being considered in Utah and West Virginia. Good, good, good. Rhonda Santa said, teaching kids to hate their country and to hate each other is not worth one red cent of taxpayer money. Here is very brave Speaker Azra Nomani. She is a parent in Loudoun County addressing the fools at the school board meeting.
5: And then the summer proceeded, and the principal at our high school told us that our mostly minority students and parents had to check their privileges. And then, as the summer continued, Dr. Brabrand, you decided that our students and our families were spending thousands and thousands of dollars on test prep. And then you, Melanie Marin, told us that we were toxic. And then Karen Keys-Gamara promoted the idea that we were racist. Mm-hmm. And then. By the fall, every single one of you voted to remove the merit-based race-blind admissions test to TJ. And we pled with you as Asians, as an immigrant. I came at the age of four. I knew no English. And you didn't listen to us. And now I sit here listening to... She doesn't
1: sound like she's playing the victim thing here.
5: Empty proclamations and declarations that you're making about your great value of Asian Americans. You tell us about you going Melanie Marin to a Japanese restaurant. Well do you know that just a few weeks ago me... in Social Emotional Learning at TJ Our students were told that if they do salsa dancing, it amounts to cultural appropriation (laughs) and that they needed to check their racism. And that is our mostly minority, mostly Asian students. And so your empty proclamations are just that.
1: Fire every one of those people.
5: And then today, we get this vacuous survey from you, Dr. Bray. Oh, listen to this. And you dare to tell us, that you're gonna consider removing the one policy that parents have to defend their students from indoctrination and activism, the policy that makes certain that anything taught in our school that is controversial must be presented fairly. You have to just think for yourself, if you have to remove a policy like that, how can you possibly be doing anything good? And then this survey, it's just a loaded survey and who Wait till they
1: shut her down here.
5: Is it by indeed New York Leadership Academy? And what has that survey done? They've asked us the questions for the thank you for your time that you have now signed. Thank you for your time. That will allow thank them you for your time. Of your dollars. time is up, ma'am.
1: I think America's getting really fed up with this. I really, really do. I really do. Yeah,
6: yeah.
1: If it's happening in your school board, the other night, my daughter, she asked me to help her write a paper and i love to help her write, you know, and and, and point out what she's doing and it could be better and all that stuff. And she asked, she said, I'm doing a paper on the 1619 project. And I said, well, do it yourself. I'm not going to help you with it. You want to believe that nonsense? You go ahead and believe that nonsense, but I'm not going to do it. By the way, activists of the Black Lives Matter movement have issued a new list of demands, a new list of demands after the George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin verdict. Seven demands, apparently, on the on the new website. It says here that, uh, first of all, uh, the demand for Trump to be immediately convicted in the United States Senate. They also demanded him to be banned from holding elected office in the future. We'll get right on that, Black Lives Matter. No problem. We'll just do that. Oh, yeah. He already went on trial in the Senate. Uh, twice, actually, he was impeached, and he was found completely uh, innocent of every uh, charge, and they're, they're, the charges were specious. So here they are. They're throwing a little tinter- t- temper tantrum. These are children. These are children. This is why the candy aisle was created in grocery stores. When I was a kid, all the grocery aisles had candy in them. And and if I said to my mom, Mom, I want a sticker bar. And she'd say, no. And then we just pay for the groceries and we'd leave. Now you've got to lead your kid to a non-candy aisle so they don't see it and they won't pitch a fit and start screaming because you say no to a candy bar. That's what the uh, Black Lives Matter and a lot of millennials on the left are. They're the reason why the candy aisle exists and the non-candy aisle. Some other things that they ask, uh, that the demand for the Capitol Police, law enforcement, and military to be investigated for any possible ties to white supremacist organizations. That's the Democrat Party. More than half of Republican representatives and multiple Senate uh, leaders stoked Trump's conspiracy theories and encouraged the white supremacists to take action to overturn the election. So that's why they want to get rid of Donald Trump. Oh, they also want to uh, Donald Trump to be banned permanently from all digital media platforms. Um, the police to be defunded, that's another one. Um, let's see, uh, lawmakers must not allow January 6th rioting at the U.S. Capitol be, to be used to stifle other protests. And I think they also got rid of um, every word that ends with N, except for the N-word. They are striking the alphabet with uh, with every word that starts with N, so there is only one N-word, and it's that, that word, and only black people can say it. That is the. I think that's one of the things that they recommended that they completely get rid of because you know when you hear the N word, you know what the N word is, and when you hear the F word, you know what the F word is. Black Lives Matter. Once the N all of the all of the words, so the word nothing no longer exists. It will not exist anymore. You know a nut, all those words that start with it. Going why only one N word, and it's that one. And only people of color can use it. That's uh, I think that's one of the the, the demands from white uh, Black Lives Matter. I said well, I almost said White Lives Matter. Ooh, that would get me fired pretty quick because <clears throat> white lives don't matter. So uh, the White House Coronavirus Task Force continued Wednesday to encourage Americans to get vaccinated, highlighting some of the rewards offered by private businesses for doing so. We live in a country right now where they're asking you to take a uh, an uh, experimental vaccine, and you get a Krispy Kreme donut for doing it. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen to this, listen to this. White House Coronavirus Task Force Advisor Andy Slavitt says that uh, we're working with different companies and all sorts of great things. The vitamin shop is offering a free snack to customers getting the vaccine. And when I think of the vitamins, that the vitamin shop, I think of, man, tasty snacks. No, actually, just a bunch of vitamins. Uh, he also highlighted Albertsons and Safeway for giving customers 10% off their groceries for getting their shot. And that uh, Target and CVS were offering $5 off any purchase for getting a shot. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, New Jersey Governor uh, Murphy has teamed up with local breweries to offer people a a free beer for the shot and a beer campaign. So you get a shot when you do it. Okay. Um, Washington, D.C., they've created an offering for a free beer for residents getting their shots. Uh, Also, NASCAR, NFL, MLB, and Major League Soccer offering free tickets to uh, events as well as shots of COVID at their stadiums. You know, the more you push this, the more people say, oh, you know, I'm not not going to do it. And by the way, uh, a majority of those who are not planning to get vaccinated for the Chinese virus say there's nothing that could change their mind. So no matter how many free tickets and stuff that you give, no matter how many free, they're not going to do it. Okay? Yeah. 1,500 people surveyed. Ask those who do not plan on getting vaccinated if there's anything they could do. The overwhelming majority, 79%, said No indicating they are firm in their decision. 16% said they're not sure, followed by 5% who said, yes, demonstrating a willingness willingness to uh, change their mind. If you give me a coffee, a small coffee and a Krispy Kreme donut, then I'll do it. Otherwise, deal is off. Maybe you should start bargaining. Maybe you should walk into a a COVID, go into a CVS and just say, hey, here's the deal. Um, I was thinking about getting a shot. I was thinking about it. Not sure, still on the fence on here, but... uh, Man, I sure would like this big three-pound bag of gummy bears over here. And uh, let's see, a couple of uh, bags of chips. And what else? I'm just going to load my card here, and you guys decide whether it, if it's worth it giving me the shot for if I get all this stuff for free. You, use it, guys. Use it to your advantage. Go to Krispy Kreme, you know? Mm. I'm not thinking one donut's going to do it. I'm thinking I need a dozen. No. Yeah, I want a dozen donuts, and then I'll think about it, I'll get back to you. No, probably not going to work. <laughs> Here's Arnold Schwarzenegger working in colloots with the uh, soon-to-hopefully-be-recalled governor of the state of California, Gavin Newsom, uh,
0: encouraging you to go down and get your shots. We understand that some people aren't sure about getting the COVID vaccine. You're more likely to get an allergic reaction listening to the Sacramento politicians. Come
9: on, Arnold. Low blow. Oops. But seriously, no matter your political stripes, getting vaccinated is what we do as Californians, as Americans.
1: It's- Maybe if we get a free meal at the French laundry, you could get a shot. And that usually costs like 1500 bucks, there, Gavin Newsom. Why don't you do that?
0: Now we come roaring back. I got my shot. 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 Don't
9: miss your shot.
1: Wow. Yeah, I want to get a shot just like Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Wow. wow. One in four Americans believe it's safe for them to uh, go outside without a mask on. This is how, how people have been brainwashed. This is how people have been severely, 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 severely brainwashed. <sighs> New survey: People were asked when do you think it will be safe for you to go outside without a mask. Twenty-six percent said it's safe now. Six percent it said it would be, it'd be, it'd be safe by spring this year. Thirteen percent by summer. Sixteen percent by the end of twenty twenty-one. Nineteen percent said twenty twenty-two or later. This is just this is mania. This is like the first Batman movie. And they put the the you know stuff in the water and you know people's faces froze. The kind of, somebody, did somebody put something in the water? While the majority believe it's either completely or somewhat safe for vaccinated individuals to socialize outdoors without wearing a mask or socialize indoors with other vaccinated people without a mask, just 40% believe it is completely or somewhat safe for fully vaccinated people to socialize indoors and unvaccinated people without a face covering. 49% believe it is completely or somewhat safe. But you've got the President of the United States who came out of the White House about a week ago wearing a mask, walking by himself, walking up to the podium, taking off the mask, and announcing that it's okay if you been vaccinated to not wear a mask outdoors do you wonder where the confusion lies you know this is a uh uh, the president of the seattle area children's soccer league reportedly harassed and called the police on parents who refused to wear masks outdoors while watching their kids play according to the post-millennial the family was stopped upon arrival at the park in king county told by the west seattle soccer club league president chip goss everybody that only one pair could end with one child despite other families reportedly entering the area together. Goss eventually let the other family the, the family enter the ballpark on the condition that they watch the games from behind a nearby baseball diamond away from the soccer field and spectators. They agreed, but upon seeing other large family units present at the park, many of them not wearing masks, they decided to move a little closer to watch the games so they could actually see their kids from inside the dugout of the baseball diamond where no other families were present. And here is this idiot, Chip Goss, remember that name, Chip Goss, he should be shamed forever, approaching the family.
11: I'm allowing you to stay because, again, it looks like we are complying with our permit because nearly every other parent replied but if you don't mask up you're absolutely leaving so you decide wow. are you going to mask up or not wow i'm not wearing a mask outside and i'm not going to let my little girl hang out in an unsafe not- area in white center with no parents which is what you've asked us to do that's you initially not true asked, yes it is, is. you're welcome and we would love to have you have a parent here with your kid of course are you going to mask up? That's the only thing I'm asking I'm, you. I'm, I'm outside. I told you I would. Don't, please. Are you going to the No, I'm not going to wear a mask outside. Then I need you to leave.
1: See, this has happened time and time again. When you uh, put people in positions of authority in psychological tests, they will abuse their authority. And to the point of even, like, uh, abusing people physically, uh, mentally, and and using their authority and abusing it. This is one of those doofuses, Chip Goss.
11: Fair enough. It's your decision. If you want to mask up, I'm willing to let you stay. Great. If you don't mask up, you're leaving. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. You're leaving. I am? Yeah. Doesn't feel like it. Go away, Ken. Go away. If this is the way you guys are going to behave, then you're not going to participate with West Seattle Soccer anymore. So
1: you guys can... So they're basically saying you are no longer going to be able to participate in the soccer league in the city at all.
11: I'm in a dugout. I'm behind... I'm not even on I I don't honest. want to hear excuses. You are on a King County field. Masks are required by all spectators. No exceptions. What your Kids mask. aren't even allowed... Are even told they have to wear a mask when they're in the field playing. Don't ask me why they are allowed to take their mask off during the game. I don't know, but that's what the... Party- by the
1: way, mask wearing does not appear to be a requirement within King County Parks near Seattle. Rather, a post on the county website states only that wearing a mask covering is strongly urged... The league, on the other hand, reportedly in compliance with state and local ordinances, does state it requires masks to uh, and facial coverings at all time and to remain socially distanced. But as far as being in the park, no. The county says no. Nah. You're a modern-day brown shirt, Jeff. You, you know, Do you know anything about history? Are You're going to? You're ma- a modern-day brown shirt. That's fantastic. Up or not? I've already answered that question. All
11: right. Then I, I really, I'm going to ask you to leave one right. more time. Now
1: go ahead and call the cops.
11: Are you going to ask me to call the police on you? Do it. I'm not asking you to do anything, Chip. Do it. I'm trying to sit outside on a taxpayer-funded dugout. I'll call
1: the police. Good. Call the police. Your little May, female Karen, male Karen, male Karen. I guess it could be female Karen. I don't know. Whatever. I mean. uh, if somebody does that to you, just say call the cops. You know, honestly, and that's what I do. I had a guy the other day. Uh, I uh, uh, I'm standing, uh, you know, a few feet away from him at the grocery store. And he was there and he was getting his groceries. And and I moved my cart a little bit closer because he had already paid for his groceries and he was there. Everything was going. And he kept talking to the cashier. So I moved a little bit. And he says, you're wearing your mask incorrectly. And I I had it below my nose, and I said, the difference between this, and then I lifted up, and this is nothing. And if you believe that will save your life, you're an idiot. And I said, if you believe that me being within five feet of you instead of six feet from you is going to keep you from getting infected with COVID, you're an idiot. And his friend who was with him was just embarrassed. Honestly, I'm not here to be confrontational, but if you bring stupid to me, I will set you straight. That's what you need to do. You need to set people straight. Now, listen, if they're really huge and they have a semi-automatic weapon, I'd say, sure, I'll put it right on. (laughs) I'll double mask on that. But if it's somebody who's just being a Karen, just say, you know what? Why don't you do your research and shut your mouth? Honestly, because I think cover your mask and close your mouth because you're stupid is going to be contagious to me. And I don't want to get stupid like you. So please shut your mouth and cover your mask up. Put on a bike helmet for crying out loud. Tape, duct tape your face shut. Do whatever. But I don't want to get stupid like you. You know, I Just please. No, no. I don't. I'm I'm smart now. Don't make me become stupid like you. Ah! <laughs> wow. All right, let's move on to some great news personalities on uh, on Newsmax. This was a banner week for guests. This was a banner week for news. This is a banner week for the network because it is it is growing so dramatically. We saw Oh, this you're going to love this. Are you ready for this? <clears throat>
9: Where is it? 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 Where is it?
1: Brian Stelter's show. Brian Stelter went on vacation and his ratings went up. <laughs> his show Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter hit a new low on Sunday with the smallest audience of 2021. Stelter's program averaged 810,000 total viewers, 163 in the key demo, 2554. And his show performed better last week when his replacement, John Avlin, filled in. That's not good when you go on vacation. When you go on vacation, the ratings are better. I used to do that in Washington D.C. I'd i take over the morning show on, on WRQX Mix 107.3 for a couple weeks. The ratings would go through the ceiling, and then the the host would come back. I'll just leave names out of that, but I've got the I've actually literally have the data that showed it. When I did the morning show, skyrocket. When he came back, not very good. So here is Logan Patrick. He is uh, uh, one of our reporters in Washington, D.C., a great young reporter talking about Liz Cheney. Apparently, uh, Liz Cheney is making peace with her maker. She is ready to check out <laughs> of her leadership position. She is checked out, already accepting her fate. Unlike the last attempt to oust her in February, which she handily defeated, she's not making calls or whipping, whipping, not whipping. Here is Logan Patrick's report on Liz Cheney going, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye.
9: Allison and Sean, good morning. Pennsylvania Congressman Guy Reschenthaler tells me that he and his GOP colleagues have the numbers to replace Liz Cheney. That vote could happen early Wednesday, shortly after the House returns from recess. Reschenthaler says there's a large coalition in the House backing Elise Stefanik for GOP conference chair, including Whip Steve Scalise, but that coalition stretches much farther to the most influential person in the party.
10: I am honored to support President Trump for reelection.
9: Stefanik endorsing Trump then, now he's returning the favor. Trump taking to his website to write, quote, Liz Cheney is a warmongering fool who has no business in Republican (laughs) Party leadership. We want leaders who believe in the Make America Great Again movement and prioritize the values of America first. Elise Stefanik is a far superior choice, and she has my complete and total endorsement for GOP conference chair. Elise is a tough and smart communicator. By the
1: way, uh, just got this in. Apparently, uh, Liz Cheney has called in a priest to read her career last rites this morning. It's not a good sign. It doesn't look like it's, anything good is going to happen. Uh, doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for old Lizzie. So uh, here's Kimberly Guilfoyle talking about the rage and the fire that is within the, uh, the, the 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 hearts of millions of people in this country and what's going to happen in 2022. She appeared yesterday on Newsmax.
10: The hysteria, the censorship is very un-American. And this is why they're going to see that they're going to lose, you know, um, the House and they're going to lose the Senate in Big 2022. Time. Big time. And, the, and a Republican, perhaps even President Trump, is going to win the White House back in 2024. They do not see the mess that they are making and how outraged people are across this, is true. this country. And it's just shameful, but they're bringing this down on themselves. But we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to fight and go forward. And let me tell you something. Uh, the president looks better and stronger than ever. He is such a fighter. He has immense support and people are tired of it. They already want like a mulligan from dealing with Biden and Kamala Harris. The things that they are doing, even uh, liberal Democrats are saying, wait a second, what is going on in this country right
1: now? That is on the Grant Stinchfield Show. Kimberly Guilfoyle appearing yesterday. Uh, This is a good one. Uh, Spicer Company had Dr. Drew. Remember Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla? Um, Dr. Drew was talking about what COVID and COVID restrictions, not the virus, but what adults are doing with it to crush their childhoods. Here he is talking with, uh, like I said, Dr. Drew on Spicer Company.
12: It's it's almost too much to bring the data to you in a short you know few minute here hit here on television, but the reality is that you're you mentioned it a few minutes ago that the kids who are at risk are the ones that are completely falling out of bed they're in grave danger they're being lost a potential identification of abuse or medical problems psychiatric problems are are absolutely not getting met we see depression anxiety. Substance use is all way up. When I talk to my child psychiatrist colleagues, they all just say depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety, PTSD. And if you want to induce social phobias, I know of no better way than to take people during critical periods of development.
1: Listen to this
12: isolate them, tell them only go around people with masks on. And if you don't, you're going to kill your grandmother. So we are inducing really very serious problems. And as you're alluding, one population, the most at-risk population, is going to have a terrible time with this. Other kids may, if we scaffold them properly and really get them back into the developmental process, may be able to make it through this and make something out of this in terms of meaning from their life narrative. But this is a high-stakes game.
1: This is gigantic. This is going to impact a generation of children for years and years and years and years to come. Fight. You got to fight. Not for your right to party. Although I do that occasionally. Greg Kelly had uh, Ashley Babbitt's attorney. She was the woman who was killed, murdered in the uh, the protest on January the 6th at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. It was not an insurgency because usually insurgents, if they're going to overthrow the governor, have to be armed, have to be armed. She was shot crawling through a window with no warning. Here is uh, Greg Kelly talking with Ashley Babbitt's attorney. His name is uh, Terry Roberts about no warning.
9: Um, you don't hear any kind of warning, and I believe that's kind of what happened. Even in controversial shootings, you often hear a police officer say, you know, stop, hands up, uh, hands up, don't shoot, whatever. Did you hear that? Is that present at all? Did we just miss it?
13: Yeah, so on, on Ashley's side of the door, we've interviewed several witnesses over there. But uh, nobody heard a warning from the police officer. Not nobody. We haven't found anybody. And um, so... Now it was noisy on her side of the door but there there was a gentleman that's actually taking this video right here he's about I would estimate about maybe 4 feet away from the officer you see how close he is mm. young man he doesn't hear any warning whatsoever now there was some there was somebody in the crowd that did see the gun and said gun but it's very noisy on Ashley's side of the door i don't believe Ashley even knew the officer was there. He's off to an oblique angle from Ashley. He's sort of hiding in that room, and then he pops out to fire the shot.
1: It is really uh, it is an obscenity. It is an obscenity that someone would go to Washington, D.C., unarmed for a uh, rally with President Trump, march to the White House. Gates moved out of the way. Doors opened. Yes, there were some uh, people there who were known leftists, including the guy who shot the video of her being shot. He actually is a known Black Lives Lives Matter radical who was arrested in Utah. So they were there. They were there, and they started busting out windows. And Trump's supporter says, no, no, no. And if you don't believe me, there were several thousand dollars worth of damage, and they opened the dang building two hours later. It wasn't Minneapolis. It wasn't Ferguson. Give me a break. A little bit more from uh, Terry Roberts, the attorney for Ashley Babbitt, with Craig Kelly.
9: We know that there will be no criminal charges. That was announced uh, some time ago against this officer. Do you have any problem with that? Uh, And that does not mean that civilly they're off the hook by any means. But what did you think when you heard about that?
13: Well... Uh, We strongly disagree with the the decision not to prosecute. Uh, We think there's ample evidence here uh, from which a jury could find that the officer uh, did not act in self-defense. That's what the prosecutor said was that they didn't have enough confidence that a jury would find that he uh, did not act in self-defense. And we think that there's no evidence that he was acting in self-defense. There was there wasn't. Actually, as you've indicated, is unarmed. She doesn't appear to be armed. She hasn't assaulted anybody. Uh, so he's not in danger. There's no congressman in that lobby who are in danger. Nobody's in danger. Uh, in order to shoot and kill somebody, you have to have uh, problem calls to believe that your life is in imminent danger or somebody else's life is in imminent danger. Mm. They can't meet that standard, right? Under this this evidence. Finally, um, are-
1: the thing is, if they can do that to Ashley Babbitt, they can do it to anybody. They can murder in Washington D.C. And if the Democrat Party and the FBI, which is they're one and the same, they're, they are like peas in a pod, decide that they can. Grease a few palms or threaten a few people, then you can get away with murder in Washington, D.C. You can get away with it. Ron talked to uh, Claudia Tenney about the uh, new voter uh, laws in Florida. They're very similar to the ones in Georgia that assure that one person gets one vote, and that is it. Here uh, he is talking with Claudia um, about the new
9: voter law. I want to start with Florida. Uh, Democrats are already challenging this election law, as expected. Uh, Democrats crying racism, voter suppression. But is that really why they're angry about these voter integrity laws?
4: No, they're angry because they're not going to be able to cheat anymore, that we're actually going to have integrity and we're going to restore the voters' faith in knowing that their vote counts and also that their elections are going to be done transparent. By the way, I did
1: not mention she is a uh, congressman from New York.
4: ...and fairly so that every person... Who's eligible to vote gets to vote once in each election what that's- only
1: once are you kidding me well next they're gonna do they're gonna say my dead relatives can't vote and i can't bring in their mail-in
4: ballots multiple times mm. and there will not be what a, a joke solution uh, i have you never- know what
1: you are you're deadest that's what you are you're deadest you just hate dead people
4: opportunity to speak directly with governor DeSantis just tuesday night and talk at length with him about my election integrity caucus which i'm co-chairing with representative mike garcia of california another person who had a tough race, who also was the victim of vote harvesting. I call it vote trafficking because let's just be honest, it's dishonest and it's illegal. And it's something the Democrats want to codify with HR1.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. And the louder that they yell, the, more the opposite is true, right? The louder that they yell that this will keep people from voting and people of color from voting, the opposite is true. The louder that they scream you and you are racist, the opposite is true, you are not. That's what they do. That's what it's all about. Left wing. Here's another uh, little piece from uh, Claudia Tenney about uh, Democrats and voter fraud.
12: Tell us exactly
1: how
9: that works.
4: Because what the Democrats are trying to do is undermine the ability to maintain voter confidence. And they're also going out and finding votes to put into the ballot box from people who may not be registered, people who may not be citizens. And they're putting them in the, and they're overwhelming the system, putting all these uh, votes in. And then actually, instead of people voting of their free will, they're going out and and creating voters. And they have automatic registration, for example, in New York and other states. Mm -hmm. What we have is if you vote, go to the Department of Motor Vehicles to get a license and you're 16 years old, or you're an illegal immigrant, or even... You may be a permanent resident, but not eligible to vote. Or a space alien. You are automatically deemed an eligible voter. Or a
1: zombie or Bigfoot.
4: Once you put that vote in the ballot box, it's almost impossible to take it out without a massive reconstruction of the election, the audit that you're seeing going on in Arizona. So it's deliberate chaos. They're trying to make it more difficult, and they're trying to prohibit voter ID, which is something very common that we use every day for just about everything you do.
1: But black people can't get ID because they are just so, 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 you know, whatever.
4: And there is no problem with showing voter ID. Virtually everyone has access to voter ID.
1: Absolutely. All right, so two more things before I go. I have a little treat for you today because you know what? today's Friday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a very popular parody that i did for the rush limbaugh program how does that sound does that sound pretty cool and you know what i'm going to give it to you and you don't even to take a covid shot for it you can have it for free we're going to do that but here's a nice little report man on the street stuff from new york city apparently broadway is back it's going to reopen and people are going to come streaming back to uh new york city uh here's the man on the street and how people are feeling in new york about the shutdown and i think you're going to get an idea how they feel about the governor and the
2: mayor
6: I cannot wait to get back in there, see the shows that we always love, things that, that make New York absolutely incredible. The country's opening again. There's no question about it, no question about it. And frankly, I have to tell you, I really credit Operation Warp Speed for getting us to the point
12: that we're at today.
8: Broadway's back. What do you think? People are hesitant to go shoulder to shoulder in a crowded theater again?
12: No, come on, we got the trains, we're sitting this far apart from each other? Come
11: on,
5: that's crazy.
1: He's not wearing a mask outdoors.
5: Maybe some would be, but, uh, but I think if you're fully vaccinated, the, you know, it's a perfectly safe thing to do. Do you think New Yorkers will be comfortable sitting
8: shoulder to shoulder in a crowded theater again?
9: <sighs> I mean, for, for Broadway's sake, I hope so, because a lot of people are going to be hurting if not.
8: What do you think about vaccine passports and requiring proof of vaccination? It's ridiculous.
5: What do we become, China?
1: If Trump was president, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump was- <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Little Matthew McConaughey. So um, here, before I go, I want to play one parody that I did for Russia. In case you uh, you're just tuning in for the first time, and most of you are because it's growing constantly. I wrote for Rush Limbaugh for over 20 years. Uh, God bless him. He is missed greatly. I think about him every day and his legacy and uh, the years that I spent writing for him. This is a parody that I wrote when the original Jurassic Park movie came out. And I decided to make fun of Dinosaurs in Congress. Now, we've replaced these dinosaurs in in this parody with new dinosaurs like Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi. One of those dinosaurs, Joe Biden, is still there. So this is a parody of Jurassic Park that I did for Rush Limbaugh. You're going to if you haven't heard this you're going to love this is beautiful this is beautiful I worked with Johnny Donovan and Johnny Donovan created these big cinematic comedic masterpieces you'll hear me in here you'll hear my friend Bruce Jones in here and uh, of course the glorious voice of Johnny Donovan ladies and gentlemen I give you Geriatric Park
0: this summer you can take your family to the only place on earth where living fossils roam in their natural environment. Congressional House Pictures presents Steven Spenberg's Geriatric Park.
13: Stand back there, Billy,
9: it's two o'clock. Senator Metzenbaum could wake up at any minute.
0: Scientists have cloned the cells of New Deal Democrats, and despite their harmless appearance, they can be extremely dangerous.
12: Oh, my God. He is coming toward me. What do I do? Don't worry. They never
9: attacks you when you stand totally still. Stare into his eyes and hand him your checkbook.
0: Geriatric Park, where disaster awaits at every corner.
9: Hey, Jerry, uh, what the heck is your wife? <laughs> she fell into the
0: entitlement topics. Oh, geez, a, well, at least the government will cover
12: those funeral expenses, huh? Oh,
0: good point. Geriatric Park, home of the frightening Barney Frankus Liberalis, the Carol Mosley Brontosaurus, and who could forget their leader, the granddaddy of them all. Oh,
12: what what the heck is that? Oh, my God. It's the Arkansas
0: Tax and Spendus. Ah! Geriatric Park. Because no matter how many years pass, some things always stay the same. Coming soon to a theater near you. That came
1: out in 1992. I think it was 92. It was right as uh, Bill Clinton was the president. And so he is the Arkansas Tax and Spendus. Okay? Steven Spenberg. Uh, Did you notice that uh, they cloned the cells of New Deal Democrats? Did you get that? Guys, that was 30 years ago. I said that the Democrat Party kept going back to New Deal, New Deal Democrats, and Rooseveltian politics. I've been saying it for three decades, all right? And I'm in my early 50s. So I wrote that when I was like 22 years old. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to start putting a bunch of my, my comedy. I'm going to build a special page for it, maybe a Newsmax page, with just the satire that I've done over the years. And I've written thousands of pieces of satire and voiced thousands of pieces of satire. And I hope to share that. Because you know what? It's important that I'll not only inform you, but I entertain you, maybe make you laugh, and maybe make you motivate, motivate you a little bit to do, to do some good. I mean, you're good people, don't, don't get me wrong. But like, for instance, you know, helping police officers out. Just say, hey, man, why don't you uh, call the non-emergency number of your police station and, and say, hey, guys, I just want could I and my church group, could we just bring you some bagels? Bagels and cream cheese because we want to thank you. Or just walk up to a police officer in uniform and say, hey, I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. All right. So it's time for me to go. I b- hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I've enjoyed today's show, and I, I hope you've enjoyed this week because the show is growing by leaps and bounds. If you would, please, will you please share on social media this show and the link to it? If you just want kind of an all, uh, where all the platforms you can find, the uh, Newsmax Daily, just go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. It's right there. And make sure today to download the Newsmax app on your cellular telephonic device. Okay, guys? It is time for me to go have a glorious weekend. I've got a honey-do list a mile long. God bless you. God bless America. God bless our police. And I will see you and you will hear me on Monday.
9: Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel.
0: Check NewsmaxTV.com. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.